Welcome to the Leaving Cert Guidance Podcast. My name is Dunnacall Mahoney. I'm a secondary school guidance counsellor and I also run the Leaving Cert Guidance Instagram page. On today's show, I'm joined by Eileen Kellen from the CEO. Eileen, you're very welcome onto the podcast again. Thanks, Dunnacall. So it's become a, a kind of biannual thing for us to, to chat about the CEO and what's coming up, but it's great because we've lots of 60 years guidance counsellors and parents listen to the podcast. So it'd be great to hear kind of where they should be at the minute and what's going on with the CEO. So with that being said, Eileen, where... Should applicants who intend on applying for CEO 2023, what, what stage should they be at right now? Uh, well, I suppose at the moment they should be, they should have obtained their CIO application number or they should um, be starting that process. There's no need to wait until January to um, get CIO application number. You know, you can get started now. It's very, very straightforward filling out the form and getting the number. Um, and that just gives you peace of mind that you're registered on the system and it kind of focuses you then and helps you become familiar with your CAO account and um, the next steps that you might have to take. Um, so that would be my first piece of advice is just get that get that CAO application number registered. Uh, all you need are your personal details, name, date of birth, email address, postal address, um, and you need to tick a box to let us know how we should assess your application. Um, so for, you know, school leaving applicants sitting the leaving certificate this year, you'll be probably just taking the leaving certificate box um, and then you'll be logging into your account and um, taking a box to say that you're sitting the leaving certificate this year and entering your school name and address. Um, for other applicants, you know, listening that have um, further education qualifications or if there's any mature candidates, etc., you might have to take one or more boxes on that application form. Um, and then you make a payment, uh, create a password and all going well, your application number will appear on screen and you'll get an email from CAO containing the number. So all very straightforward, nothing, no questions about courses at that point, which I think might be the reason why people delay in making an application, might be afraid, thinking that they have to know all of their course choices and really um, you don't need that information to get the application number. I was actually just chatting to a student today who I said, have you opened up your CEO yet? And she said, well, you know, I don't know what I'm going to put down, so I haven't opened it up yet. So uh, you heard it from Eileen. You don't have to know. Just open up your account and get your CEO number. And there is a little financial incentive by having it done that little bit earlier as well, Eileen. Yeah, if you register before 5 p.m. on the 20th of January, the application fee is 35 euros. That's a reduced fee um, up to that date. Um, so uh, I suppose the other thing to remember during the Christmas period um, is, you know, it's a good time for you to maybe start doing that all important research if you haven't already started on the courses that you're interested in. Watching all the, the uh, HEI websites have uh, a lot of resources um, on their pages now. You know, a lot of them have videos explaining the courses in more detail, explaining the career paths, etc. Um, so really, uh, time to do your homework in that sense. Look at the minimum entry requirements, which is really important. Um, make sure that you're going to meet those entry requirements um, before you put the course down on an application form. And um, just, I suppose, sometimes the titles of courses might be slightly um, misleading or you might misinterpret them. So that's why it's important to re read about the course, see what the modules will be for first year will it be something that you'll actually be really interested in doing and if it's a certain career area speak to somebody in that um, area if you can and, and Christmas is a great time for doing that kind of thing because you know you'll be meeting with family and friends and students back from college and all the rest so good to have those conversations. 
Yeah, and students would often ask me, where do I start with searching for college courses? And actually CEO.ie and then and going onto the courses tab is pretty good because they actually redirect you then um, to the HEI website itself. So it's a good, if you're not sure kind of what college or course even that you want to look up, it's a good place to start. Yeah, definitely. So CAO.ie forward slash courses um, or in the um, CAO personalized handbook. Um, there's the search function in there so you can click on show me everything um, and search by keyword or by course title um, or you can go through the personalization steps so you can enter you know the level that you're interested in the subject area and the institution that you might like to attend and then a, it will return a list of all of the courses um, that meet that search criteria and then you can select the ones that are of interest and that will bring you through then if you click on those uh, courses, it will bring you through, as Dominic said, to the dedicated web page for that course to find out all that information. Uh, we also added a feature to our website recently, um, cao.ie forward slash HEI, um, which lists all the contact details for all of the different institutions. And it also has a separate column with a link to the um, college's undergraduate prospectus. So just if you're uh, looking for college prospectuses and um, trying to navigate around all of the different uh, HEI websites, this just has them all um, gathered together on one page. Um, so it should make it easier for you to do your research there. I just want to bring you back to the personalized handbook because I'm a big fan. Um, I've used it a few times. There's great filters in the search. Like you were saying, Eileen, if you go on first, it'll ask you, you're looking for level six, seven, eight courses or all of those, where you want to study, what you want to study. And then you can filter and more or less design your own CEO handbook for yourself to go back at any time. I actually have it saved on the home screen of my phone. So, funny. so I just tap into it and it brings me straight uh, to it. Uh, what else could students know about that personalized handbook and how has it been going? Um, so it has been very popular. Um, I've, I've looked at the stats yesterday and over 21,000 people, um, 21,000 wow. unique visitors to that uh, personalized handbook, which is great. Um, and I suppose, yeah, some of the features that people might might miss, I guess, or, you know, you can, you can open it. You don't have to create a handbook account if you don't want to, you know, but my advice would be to, to create it so that if you need to log in on a different device or if you, you know, clear the cookies on your phone or clear the cache on your phone, you might lose the previously um, saved courses that you had um that you'd put into your personalized handbook but so you create the account it's very straightforward all you need is your email address um your email address and create a password um and then you'll have that and you'll be able to log in from anywhere but the other benefit of having that personalized um cao handbook account is that you can share your handbook with you know your parents or share it with your guidance counselor um and then you know, they'll they'll get that link. It's really easy to share it. You'll see the share icon um, when you're in the personalized handbook. Um, so just to keep your parents in the loop, I guess, and keep your guidance counselor in the loop as well. So it's a, it's a handy way, I suppose, the modern way of highlighting the courses in, in what would have been the traditional handbook. Um, and you can also install, as Stonica was saying, um, the handbook to your mobile desktop or to your um, PC if you want. You know, it'll download as an icon there. 
click into it and that's that's your handbook account um so and if you don't if you're not prompted to do that because that sometimes happens if you're not prompted to install the app straight away um you can just click on the the three dots up the top uh right hand corner and you should be able to see the option to install the um install the app if you wish um other features i suppose you can you can add the courses in the early personalization steps. You log back into it again. You can delete a course if you want to, or you can add more courses. So you can continue, you know, um, highlighting courses of interest and adding them in there to your account and removing them. Um, when there's a change to courses, so sometimes new courses are added or some courses are cancelled or removed. Um, these are updated weekly um, by CAO. So if, for example, a course you're interested in was cancelled, and you have it in your little personalized handbook account. Um, when you log back in at a later date, you might see that, you know, it's been removed um, from your account. Um, so just different features like that that um, should be beneficial to, to students. Um, obviously, read the instructions as well. And, you know, it's, um, the, the courses are important, but getting the application um, correct and making sure that you don't miss any of the crucial steps is important and you can jump to all the different sections um, that are of interest to you in the handbook uh, from the instruction section. Well that's great where it kind of trumps the old physical handbook is it's keeping you up to date weekly that you know as soon as the old handbook was printed it was out of date uh, where this personalized handbook as you said it's updated weekly and I would highly recommend to create an account as well it's really good so I suppose the first big deadline coming up uh, Eileen is 1st of February and, and people will probably take a bit of time over Christmas to decide if they're going to put on restricted courses or, or what the case may be and uh, what do students need to know about that first deadline? Um, so for anybody who is unsure about a restricted course, my advice would always be to add the restricted course to your application now. You can always remove it using the change of mind facility, but you cannot introduce it using the change of mind. So if in doubt, pop that course down on your application form. Uh, restricted courses can be identified in the handbook by, you know, they have the, the words restricted beside the course's title. And these are usually courses that require an additional assessment. So, for example, um, they might, you know, require an audition or um, portfolio or something like that. That is usually assessed kind of by in March or April by the admissions officers. And that's why this information needs to be on your application by the 1st of February. Um, anybody who is interested in applying for either the HERE or DARE schemes also needs to make sure that they have applied by the 1st of February um, and start the process then of making the HERE and DARE applications um, and having them complete before the 1st of March at 5pm and all the documents with CAO by 5pm um, on the 15th of March. Yeah, and I concur with that. I'm in the midst of doing and helping students with a few here and there applications at the minute. Uh, so don't leave that to the last minute and try and stay on top of that. So I, I had seen you speaking at a conference earlier this year and you were kind of telling guidance counsellors about some of the biggest mistakes that applicants make on the CEO, which might prohibit them from getting a, a first round offer. Yeah, um, so I suppose the two main ones will be, um, the first one will be applicants not carefully checking their account information um, to make sure that everything is present and correct. Um, so, you know, every year we, we would have um, several students who um, either don't have a, a leaving certificate number um, attached to their account 
have forgotten to inform us of a qualification um, or have forgotten to inform us of an exemption. So if you, um, in May, we will email all applicants. It's a really important email. It's called Statement of Application Email. Um, and this is applicants' opportunity to log into their account and check and double check that all of their information is complete and correct. And if you spot an error or omission at that point, then that's totally fine. There's plenty of time to rectify it. So again, things to watch out for. Um, if you're sitting the leaving certificate this year, is your examination number correct? And is the year correct? Um, check that the number. So get the you know, get a piece of paper or an email from the State Exams Commission that has your Lehman Cert exam number and compare it to the number that's on your CAO account. Don't assume. That's where a lot of people go wrong. They just assume that it will automatically be attached to their account. You do have to check. It is your responsibility to check that your information is correct. Um, if you are repeating the Leaving Certificate, make sure that we have... Um, the previous years or the prior years leaving certificate details on your account. Um, even if you're not using the, um, you know, if you don't think you'll be using prior years leaving certificate for points purposes, there may be a subject there that you'll need for minimum entry requirements. So make sure that um, any sittings of the leaving certificate are listed on your account as well as if you're doing the leaving certificate this year. Um, if you're a QQI further education applicant, check that your PPSN is correct. Um, and as I said, exemption. So if you've been awarded an exemption, make sure it's recorded on your application. So you should really look to sit down for at least a half an hour, if not more, when you get that email. Um, and if you have a, a, you know, if one of your parents can sit alongside you and kind of double check the information with you, that would be great also. Um, give it the time it deserves, really, because you don't want to be phoning me or one of my colleagues in August or September whenever the results come out, um, having noticed an error when it's too late for round one. Uh, yeah, that 30 point. minutes could save a lot of tears. Uh, all yes, right. So just going back to the exam number then, Eileen, so say uh, some students mightn't have it yet. What kind of time of the year would they go in and check and make sure everything's okay? Yeah, so it would be May. So most applicants, when you're making your application, you won't have your leave and search exam number. Um, I think it's around February, is it, that they that you usually get your number. But at that point, you know, you might not be able to edit your account. But in May, you will um, be prompted to log in and be prompted to edit your account information. So May is the time, um, you know, usually around the middle of May that the emails will start going out. Um, so please don't don't miss those emails. It, it, like emails from CAO are really important. And I know everybody has uh, a lot of emails uh, coming into their account, but you need to start looking for them. So even just search for CAO in your emails. Um, we do send texts, but we don't always send a text when we're sending an email. So you can't rely on, you know, well, I didn't get a text, but you do have to check your emails. And if your inbox is, you know, full of, you know, 3,000 unopened uh, notifications. That's, that's um, my worst nightmare. Yeah, I know. But there are people there are people like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you can log into your CAO account and go to the correspondence section of your account, which has a log of all of the emails that CAO has sent to you. So that might be easier, an easier thing to do than going through your email account looking for a notification just get into the habit a lot when you log into your CAO account, engage with your account, log in, 
uh, check if there's any um, emails that you haven't dealt with and uh, everything will be in there. A log of all of them will be there. Yeah, keep on top of the correspondence. The CEO aren't spamming you with emails for nothing. They're they're asking no. you to check something or do something. Uh, and another thing you mentioned um, when I saw you speaking was the importance of genuine order of preference. And, you know, you can't, if you're awarded your third choice on your list, you can't turn around and say, now I want my fourth choice. I have the points and I have everything because that place has been given away to somebody else. It's not just that uh, the CEO is punishing you for for having it lower on your list. Yeah, we're really not punishing it. That's not that's not our that's not our goal, you know. Um, and it is very hard to take those calls from students who are in that position um, because you know that really there isn't a lot that you can do for them so I suppose all we can do is you know hope that the people listening to this podcast or watching um will you know listen to this advice and and realize the importance of it so um what we mean by order of preference is you know you put your uh, dream course in first place your second favorite in second place and so on right the way down to number 10 if you have 10 choices on both your level eight and level seven six lists um, if you receive an offer of, let's say, for example, your second preference course, um, all of your courses below that now disappear from your list. So your third preference course and lower are now out of the running. Those places have been given away to uh, another applicant who put those courses higher on their list and who meets the, the entry requirements for them. You now have your offer of your second preference course and the only um other potential offer you might have is of your first preference course in a later round if a place was to become available and you were eligible. Um, But there is no way if you receive your second preference course that you might receive your third in a later round or your fourth in a later round. If you preferred the third preference course to the second, it should have been higher up on the list. Um, So I hope I, you know, I hope that's clear, but Every year, yeah, we do have people who are, you know, ringing saying, you know, I got my third, I want my fourth. Um, and it's kind of hard to understand for some people because they'll be saying, you know, well, but I have the points, I have all the requirements. Why can't you just, you know, why can't you just bend the bend the rules or change, you know, um, for me? But it's, it's, it's more likely the case that that course is already gone, that place is already gone to somebody else so it's not like like Donica said it's not that we're punishing the applicant for not listing their courses correctly it's just not possible and look you Um, have up until the first of July as well to to get that order of preference right but I do even on the second and third of July I'd often get a dm or an email to say can I go back in now to 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 change that And, and look the deadlines have to be set and they have to because you guys have a huge amount of work to do and, and round zero offers start not that long after as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just make sure that you're happy with everything by the 1st of July. Don't, um, you know, always log in before that date, just, just for peace of mind. Just even yeah. if you think like, Oh, I was happy with it. I did it in February. Um, I'm, you know, I know everything. It's all there. Um, it only takes a few minutes to log in and and check everything. So do that before the 1st of July so that you can make any changes that might be necessary before the deadline. They are final deadlines. And like you said, that's for a reason. And that's just so that we can manage to process all 80,000 applications in time for the offer season. 
That's a lot of applications. But Eileen Kelleghan, CEO officer for or communications officer, thank you so much for taking the time to come onto the podcast again. And as always, I always learn something new when you're on the podcast. Uh, and I'm sure the applicants uh, got something out of today as well. Great. Thank you, Donica. Thank you.